Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And I am parched. Have some water. Well, I started coughing at the end of the last one because we had talked for over an hour. <clears throat> we do that sometimes. From time to time. Yes. We have things to say. This is literally my entire week's worth of talking, by the way. Uh, well, no, you because you talk to me. Sometimes, but for the most part... This is the majority of your speaking. There you go. Um, Well, that's what happens when you work from home. I have to do a work call. I have to do a work call. I have to do work calls quite often. No, but I have to sit sit there and explain to like a 50-year-old man why something is the way it was from last year, an invoice-only order from last year. He's like, I don't understand. I'm like, the order's already there. We're just making something to match it. Chill out, bro. Oh, are we going to take a loss? No, it's already there. There is no loss or gain. It's just to make sure that it gets billed properly. Are you sure? As sure as I can be. I don't work for accounting. What do you want me to say? Get in touch with your accounting rep. So stupid. Yeah, no. I I end up having to be on calls quite frequently. Mm-hmm. So, like, my team has a call every morning. Mm-hmm. And it's literally 15 minutes tops. And sometimes, well like 20 minutes tops it's scheduled for 15 minutes but like if you have any quick questions like that's when you ask because everybody in our area is on it and if you're unsure like perfect time to ask 70 million people how how many people do you guys have per region because i mean i know that that our company has literally like five or six people for the entire united states in that one business sector so there's like 20 of us for East. Okay. For East? Yeah. But this is there's like 20 of us for for commercial. Okay. That makes sense. For East. But that includes different positions. Yeah. You know? Um Why are we talking work stuff? Well, it's cuz I'm curious. Yeah. So, no, it's definitely more people. Um, it's definitely better handled. Great. Um, it's definitely just better in general. (laughs) Sorry, I just, it's, I feel so much better. I feel so much happier. I feel so much more appreciated. Like, when I was on, in your department, Mm -hmm. I felt appreciated by my boss. Uh, and by I'm, my coworkers, my boss, your ex boss, yes, she's, she's phenomenal. She's awesome. She's literally, like I said, the only reason why I don't give her my 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 favorite boss title is because the one who I had who taught me a lot at where we used to work together, he he is no longer around. Yes, and so I feel like to take him of his title would be kind of kind of douchey in a weird way. You can say they tie. Yeah, they tie. They tie for sure. Though. Okay. She's great. She she knows everything. She's super helpful, super understanding. Uh, I don't know. Just just one, one of the best people you could ask for as a boss, for sure. Yeah. And, like, we developed a friendship. So, yeah. like, pretty soon, when you guys go back to the office, mm-hmm. one day I'll just, I'll just pick you up or something. 
and bring her some coffee or I'll drop you off and bring her some coffee like something because I really do think that she's an awesome person mm-hmm. you know I fully agree with you um but yeah oh so today today we're gonna go and have some hot pot gonna have some hot pot in the city hot pot is Chinese yes okay because I know that other like Japanese has as well they do but it's mostly it's mostly Chinese I'm not sure what it's called in Japanese is my question I don't know I know that um Korea has it too I just don't remember the names I'm, I'm such a degenerate anyway well, um, remember that my boyfriend grew up in Chinatown, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, those are the things that we, for some reason, you know, I have a, an affinity for Chinese food, for Asian food Asian in flavors, general. Asian flavors. Asian flavors in general, but I love Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's one of those things that we really enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And hot pot is basically veggies and meat. So I'll be fine. In like an Asian-y broth. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say all of it, but it's like veggies yeah. and meat and I'm, you know, trying to eat better. So why yeah. not? That's something that we can enjoy and is delicious. Yeah, for sure. I, I just like, you know, I like Asian food. Yes. I mean, I, I've even gone out to like learn how to make Asian food, like Thai food and Chinese food and yeah. Japanese food and stuff. Oh, well, so have I, but you know. I've, I've learned how to make katsu curry. I've learned how to make uh, yaki udon, like a bunch of different things that are yeah. really, really Tasty and simple. Yeah. Which is I make some really good fried rice. He makes better fried rice, though. But that's an unfair advantage because he's Peruvian and they have... Chifa. Yes. Oh, it's so good, though. Anyway. That that is something that I was totally unaware of. Yeah. That Peru has a huge Japanese influence and they have their own subset of cooking, which isn't... Hispanic food. It's literally Asian food. Yeah. I was like, what? My friend's like, yeah, dude. We have fried rice. We have this. We have that. I'm like... Their fried rice is delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's truly so surprising. So, you can literally... Next time you go for DoorDash, mm-hmm. check out just Peruvian restaurants. Because they will have chalfa on the menu. And you can get it with chicken or beef or shrimp or whatever. And it's... There, you're gonna get fried rice. Also, by the way, mm-hmm. I did not mispronounce. Chalfa is the actual dish. Is the dish? Chifa is the kind of cooking. Yes. Chifa is Hispanic food inspired by Asian flavors. Yes. And chalfa is fried rice, basically. Yeah. In case anyone's listening, it's like he said something different. Yeah. Sorry, it's it's one of those things that because the boyfriend is Peruvian, I know the names of these th- of the dishes, yeah. and I have. Essentially, my palate has turned into give me all the Peruvian food. Which is her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they have a whole bunch of different in um, spicy peppers, hot peppers, mm-hmm. that are indigenous to the region, to the country. Yes. And they make, like, pepper pastes that you can buy in the grocery store down the street from here. Oh. So when I come here... I, every once in a while, stop at the store and just buy some ají amarillo, which is their one of their yellow peppers that's made into a paste that they throw into all different kinds of their food. Okay. And it makes everything so much. Like, it gives a little 
depth to it and spiciness at the same time. But they also have different ahis that you can get that are spicy. All of them are spicy, obviously, because they're hot peppers, but they have different flavors. Different flavors to themselves that adds a different taste to the dish you're making. So I'm saying if you ever want to try something new, like let's say you're making a yellow curry, mm -hmm. buy the ají amarillo and add it to your I thing. See. It's so good. I actually made a chili a couple months back. I made a chili with some of the ají in it. And it added this richness to the flavor of the chili that I was not expecting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, take everything from one culture, add it to another food. Just, you know, Fus mix fusion, stuff up. Fusion is always cool. Yeah. Like, culinary fusion is super sick. Yeah, if you can find it and make it work, mm -hmm. do it. For sure. So, that's just... Oh, you're too far away from the mic. Oh, am I too far away? Okay. Yes. So, that that's our tangent for now. Let's... <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway. Chapter 25. Yes. Oh, we just totally talked about that for like 10 minutes. So <laughs> let's go back to Harry Potter. Um, Harry recap. Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. Chapter 25. The Egg and the Eye. Season 4, episode 31. Fell out of that accent because it wasn't doing it for me. I don't know either. But let's recap what happened before. Um, Harry's a liar. Liar pants on fire. He still hasn't figured out the egg. Yeah. And he Rita, lies to everyone about it. Rita's the worst person alive. Yes, because she wrote an article about Hagrid being a half-giant and basically scared everybody with it. Yep. Hagrid is big sad because everybody knows he's a half-giant and he's afraid that everyone's going to reject him. Yeah. Um, Ludo, Ludo, Ludo just never happened. Yeah. Ludo Bagman is trying to help Harry cheat. For some unknown reason. And Harry is really, I, I don't know, hesitant to take his help, hesitant to accept it, and is kind of like weirded out about it. It's fair. I mean, he's competition, not just in the competition itself, the Triwizard Tournament, but kind of in love too. Like, Cedric is... Nope, nope. We're not talking about... We're not, we weren't talking about Cedric yet. What were we talking about? Ludo Bagman. Oh, he's just sketchy. Yes. Whoops. My brain wandered. <laughs> Your no. brain did wander. No. So the thing is, is that Ludo, like, Ludo's just wrong for trying to have Harry cheat. And he's not even willing to help Cedric. He's only wanting to help Harry because he's he taken, he's taking, taking the fancy to helping him and he's, he likes him and like. Put that somewhere else, dude. What? That, that that excuse is like so. Dude, we please. want a Hogwarts champion. Well, you're not helping Cedric, so you really don't want a Hogwarts champion. You just want me to win. Yep. Which ulterior motive? Well, definitely, that's what it rings like to Harry. Harry's like, no, that's not cool. Get out of here with that mess. Yeah, basically, as he should. Yeah. Um. So Hermione gets on Rita's bad side. And then she, she, I don't know the way that Rita speaks to Hermione in, in the three broomsticks is like, 
not okay for how an adult should talk to a 14-year-old. No, not at all. Like, what? Like, who, who, how, the nerve? Like... Yeah, like, you're you're talking to a teenager. Someone who isn't legally allowed to do anything. And you're a full-fledged being in the world. And you're going to treat her like crap? Like, that says a lot about you. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I, I, I... There are very few characters in Harry Potter that I thoroughly loathe. And she's one of them. I think I dislike her almost as much as I dislike Voldemort. Well, there's one character who I dislike more than Voldemort. Yes, me too. Her name rhymes with Dumbridge. No, we can't. <laughs> stop. We what? There's stop no spoiler it. there. I just hate her. What? Am I not allowed to hate her? Well, you can't express how much you hate her yet because we don't know her yet. I disagree. Anyway... I disagree. Moving on. She should go to heck. Moving on. She's already there. Moving on. Um, what? So, so Harry still hasn't figured out the egg. And now that Hagrid has expressed that he wants Harry to win to show him that you can be anyone and do anything and still be a champion and still win. Harry feels like now, now, right? (laughs) Harry feels like, oh crap, now I have to use everything that I have in my arsenal. So I might as well try this. And that's where we are. Stinky Cedric with his clues that aren't clues. And him walking around holding hands with Cho. Doesn't he know that Harry wants to walk around holding hands with Cho? Darn you, Cedric. Darn you. That's where we're at right now. Accurate. Yeah. I like it. So, why don't you go? On Thursday night, I don't know why is that specific. Because that's what he did. I know, but it just would have been better if it was just like, on a ra- uh, during the week at night. Because it's just so random to say on Thursday. Well, so he has to take into consideration that he has to use the prefix bathroom. There's going to be less people there, so he'll be less likely to be um, disturbed. And he has to make sure that he's not caught out of bounds by Filch the caretaker. Because he can't do it. So he can't do it in the middle of the night or or what what have you. Mm. He's got to avoid people. True. Well, he's going to do it in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to avoid people, but he's going to use his cloak and the map and the this and the that to do it. So, go ahead. Okay. So, he, again, has to be... He has to avoid being caught because, yeah. like, it's not a good look. No. And he'll get in trouble. And Filch is notoriously known for hating students, even though he's, you know, the fact working that he with students. students. so much is, like, kind of crazy to me. But it makes sense. Remember, we found out that yes, that last year we found out that he's a squib. Mm-hmm. So oh, it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just yeah. saying, geez, dude. So wouldn't you, if you were surrounded by something you couldn't have all the time, wouldn't it? It might drive you crazy. It might make you hate that very thing. But you don't really hate it. You just can't get it. So it bothers you. 
True. Anyway, continue. Okay. The bathroom is luxuriously decorated in white marble and contains stacks of fluffy towels and a pool-sized tub. Wait a second. Wait a second. I just need to tell you that the new password Mm -hmm. for the Gryffindor tower is banana fritters. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just saw it and had to say it. Yes. Uh, with hundreds of jeweled taps that spew, among other things, many colored bubbles. On the wall is a painting of a beautiful mermaid, luckily, thinks Harry, asleep. And the password to get into the prefect bathroom mm-hmm. is Pine Fresh. Continue. It just gives that feeling of cleanliness. I like it. <laughs> right? I, I mean, say what you will about JK as a person because she's terrible. She really wrote great books and she really thought about the details. Yeah, you, you get you get the right like feeling from just reading it. Okay. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Harry slips into the water and plays with the taps a bit before opening the egg. It wails horribly. He slams it shut and is star- startled by a moaning Myrtle, who suddenly appears sitting on the tub's edge. Which, number one, like, Creeper? Hello, Creeper? Like... Yes. Why, why are you here, Creeper? Anyway, continue. So, can, can we just talk about how beautiful this bathroom is? Like, you, you said it. It's luxuriously decorated in white marble. There's fluffy sacks of towels. But, like... The bubbles, that they they're different colors, and it's a bubble bath he's never experienced before. Um, so one of the taps gushes out pink and blue bubbles the size of footballs. Another one pours out white foam so thick that Harry thought it would have supported his weight if he had cared to test it. Yeah. And then a third one has heavily perfumed purple clouds hovering over the surface of the water. And the the bath itself is like a pool that is so deep, his feet barely touch the bottom. So he swims a few laps. Why not? As you do. I would. I don't know. It sounds amazing. Why does a Wizarding World sound so good? Because maybe it's just so fantastic and so ridiculous that it just, like, doesn't make sense what it does. It's one of those yeah, things, I guess. I guess, but it's just... I would want to be there so very badly. Yeah. Exactly. Continue. Okay. <laughs> and face the mic. Uh, yeah. She, su- uh, she suggests putting the egg in the water. When the egg is submerged and opened, Harry hears faint singing. She she actually says, I'd try putting it in the water if I were you. Okay. I said it in my moaning Myrtle voice as much as I could. No, I like it. It works. When the egg is submerged and opened, Harry hears faint singing. Dunking his head under the water, Harry hears the egg singing about something that he will sorely miss that will be at the bottom of the lake. Well, it doesn't say that exactly. Oh, wait. Can we talk about how Myrtle's upset that that Harry hasn't come to visit her? Yes. And um, 
he actually has to tell her a half truth, which is, I got told off for going in there. I thought I'd better not come back after that. And she's like, oh, I see. Well, anyway, I tried the egg and water. That's what Cedric Diggory did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creeper. A little bit. Lop it. Okay, I keep going. Okay, go ahead. Um... And again, can you can you do the actual thing? Because it doesn't say at the bottom of the lake. He, yes. just, he just infers that. So, do you want me to sing yeah, yeah. it all? Don't sing. Oh, let's sing it. No, no, no. Come nope, s- sing it now. No. Come seek us where our voices sound. We cannot sing above the ground. And while you're searching, ponder this. We've taken what you'll sorely miss. An hour long, you'll have to look. And to recover what we took. But past an hour, the prospect's black. Too late, it's gone, it won't come back. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to sing that because I don't remember the tune because I haven't watched the movie in a couple of months. <laughs> we cannot sing above the ground. But... Yes. <laughs> an hour long, we'll have to, to recover what Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to take, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're, we're, no, like, I can sing all right, but we're not doing that I'll so be, that I'll it's. Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. <laughs> we're not doing that today. No, 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 no. Scabinis. <laughs> Stay close to the mic. I will. Okay, God. Um, he will only have, uh, he will have only one hour to find it. Harry guesses and Myrtle confirms that there are people in the lake. Again, she's upset. Um, she's upset when Harry ponders how he'll be able to breathe underwater, so that nobody remembers that she can't breathe anymore. Myrtle thing. Well, he says basically. underwater. What lives in the lake apart from the giant squid? Oh, all sorts. She says. I sometimes go down there. Sometimes don't have any choice. If someone flushes my toilet when I'm not expecting it, <laughs> someone flushes her down into the lake. That's terribly funny. <laughs> That's terribly amazing. <laughs> um, and he's like, Myrtle, there aren't mer people in there, are there? Ooh, very good. It took Diggory much longer than that. And that was with her awake, too. And she points, like she jerks her head towards the mermaid oh. with an expression of great dislike on her glum face. Giggling and showing off and flashing her fins. So the mermaid was flirting with Cedric Diggory? I was going to say, wait, the mermaid, the painting of the mermaid was like, come hither. <laughs> come hither, Cedric. Like, <laughs> like okay, but calm down. So apparently he's that attractive that mermaids painted on glass. Yeah. Want to flirt with him? Yeah. Okay, anyway, moving on. That's a little creepy. Smidge. (laughs) And that's when he realizes, how is he supposed to breathe underwater? There's the question of the hour. Like, if we're going to have to be at the bottom of the lake, what? Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's that's a problem yeah but you know what that's a that's a problem for future harry (laughs) 
Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Well, and then there's this whole interaction between Harry and Myrtle where he's like, how am I supposed to breathe underwater? And she's like, you're so tactless. And he's like, what? Oh, my God. What do you mean tactless? Tactless about breathing in front of me when I can't, when I haven't, not for ages. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I just forgot. Of course you forgot that I'm dead and can't breathe. So easy to forget about me. I've been like Myrtle. Not everything is about. You. She says nobody misses me. Even nobody missed me. Even when I was alive, took them hours and hours to find my body. I know I was sitting there waiting for them. Olive Hornby came into the bathroom. Are you in here again, soaking Myrtle? She said, because Professor Dippet asked me to look for you, and then she saw my body. Ooh, she didn't forget it until her dying day. I made sure of that. Followed her around and reminded her I did. I remember at her brother's wedding. And Harry's just not listening. I'm sorry. Um, he was <laughs> like... thinking about the Mer People's song again. We've taken what you'll sorely miss. And he's just thinking about that as she continues. And then, of course, she went to the Ministry of Magic to stop me stalking her. So I had to come back here and live in my toilet. So how annoying must she have been that Olive Hornby had to go to the Ministry of Magic to get Myrtle to return to her bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, there's stalking, regular mm-hmm. stalking, which is bad. Yeah. Very bad. Stalking, mm-hmm. don't do it. But then there's moaning Myrtle level stalking. Until the day she died. You know, respect. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no respect. No, no respect. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Terribly amazing. Um. Um. Yeah, and then Harry's like. Uh, yeah, good, well, I, good, well, I have a lot to go with now. Um, can you shut your eyes for me? I'm getting out. Um, he got the egg from the bottom of the bath, climbed up, dried himself, and she's like, will you come and visit me in my bathroom again sometime, maybe, please? No. (laughs) And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll try. See you, Myrtle, thanks for your help. Bye. And he puts on the invisibility cloak mm-hmm. and um, starts to leave. Yes. Yeah. Um, so on his way back, he checks the Marauders map uh, to make sure that no one can really catch him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only person he sees is Peeves, and then someone odd in Professor Snape's office. Bartimus Crouch. Harry wonders why Mr. Crouch is at Hogwarts so late, particularly as he is apparently ill and was unable to attend the Yule Ball. Plus, if we're going by what we just found out in the last chapter, he hasn't been showing up to work for weeks. He's been so sick, he's been sending an owl every day to Percy on what to do. Exactly. So how does he? how is he in the right health to just randomly snooping around a professor's office in Hogwarts? In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Um, Harry decides to investigate, but as he is concentrating on the map, his foot becomes trapped in a trick step, which we know that the 
Um, staircases in Hogwarts have trip sta- uh, trip trick steps, such as ones that break when you step on them, and invis- ones that are seemingly there but they're not actually. Ones that you get your foot stuck. Yeah. Um, Poor Neville has been the victim of those a couple of times because he's not. He's very forgetful, so he forgets the and clumsy, so he gets all the time. time. Yes, words are hard. True, (laughs) causing him to drop the egg in the Marauder's mat. The egg rolls down the staircase and starts wailing, summoning Filch, who in turn yells at Peeves, assuming the Poltergeist had stolen a champion's egg. Snape arrives and dismisses Filch's accusation about Peeves and claims someone broke into his office. It had to be a wizard. Because Snape uh, seals his office with a charm to prevent Peeves from entering. Which makes sense because Peeves is an agent of destruction. He, yes. Yeah, factually. He, he's a poltergeist. That's what they do. Yep. Professor Moody appears and is co- uh, concerned that someone was in Snape's office. Moody's magical eye spots Harry under his cloak, but he says nothing and offers to help Snape investigate the break-in. Snape demurs, saying he believes it was a student stealing potion ingredients, and that that's happened before, I think you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moody wonders if Snape could be hiding something else, to which Snape retorts that Moody has previously searched his office. Moody says that it is an Auror's privilege. Although Dumbledore may have Snape in, uh, have Snape have faith in Snape's uh, loyalty, Moody is less trusting. Moody dismisses Snape, causing Snape to bridle. Um, Moody then spots the Marauder's map on the floor, uh, to which Snape immediately recognizes it. Harry, under his invisibility cloak, gesticulates madly to Moody that it is his, and Moody summons the map from Snape's fingers. Snape, furious, probes the air, searching for Harry, hiding under his cloak, claiming that, you know, he recognizes that map and it's it's Harry's. So Harry should be somewhere around. I love that he used the Asio, or Akio, however you want to say it, charm. He's like, Asio, parchment! And it slips through Harry, uh, through Snape's outstretched fingers and soars down the stairs into Moody's hand. Yep. Moody claims no, uh, nobody is there. Though he thinks it curious how quickly Snape's thoughts turn to Harry. Yeah, there's nothing there, Snape, barked Moody, but I'll be happy to tell the headmaster how quickly your mind jumped to Harry Potter. Meaning what, Snape turned again to look at Moody, his hands still outstretched inches from Harry's chest. Meaning that Dumbledore is very interested to know who's got it in for that boy, said Moody, limping nearer still to the foot of the stairs. And so am I, Snape very interested the torchlight flickered across um his mangled face so the scars and the chunks missing from his nose look deeper and darker than ever and then snape is like snape slowly lowers his hand and says i merely thought said snape in a voice of forced calm that if potter was wandering around after hours again it's an unfortunate habit of his he should be stopped for for his own safety. <laughs> ah, I see, said Moody gently. Got Potter's bench- best interests at heart, have you? And then there was a pause. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I'll go back to bed. <laughs> yep. oh, 
Filch, protesting that the egg is evidence, reluctantly hands it over to Moody and leaves because Moody's like, dude, a champion is missing their egg. Like, give it. Yeah. And um, he's like, no, uh, Filch says, no, Professor Moody, this is evidence of Peeve's treachery. And he says, it's the property of the champion he stole it from. Hand it over now. Yeah. Yeah. So after that whole debacle, um, Moody's fascinated by the by the map, um, and he can't keep his eye off of it. Either eye off of it. <laughs> his magical eye going haywire. He helps Harry from the trap step and asks if the map showed who was in Sape's office. Harry replies it was Mr. Crouch. Moody is amazed and explains that Crouch is obsessed with catching dark wizards far more than Moody himself. Moody asks to borrow the map. Harry, deeply relieved he does not have to explain where he got it, because that would implicate Fred and George, yes. agrees. Well, so he actually asks him why did did you see who broke into um, into Snape's office? And he said, yeah, I did. He, well, did you see on the map, I mean? And he's like, yeah, I did. It was Mr. Crouch. And his magical eye whizzed over the entire surface of the map, and he suddenly looks alarmed, and he says, Crouch, you're, you're sure, Potter? Positive, said Harry. Well, he's not here anymore. Crouch, that's very, very interesting. And that's when he asks if he can borrow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as he goes into his office, Moody suggests that Harry consider becoming an Auror. When Moody asks if Harry was just taking his egg for a stroll, Harry says he was working out the clue. Later, Harry thinks he would like to see how badly scarred other horrors are before choosing that career path, which is fair. Because if Moody is, you know, a light case, then what's not, maybe? Um, yeah, and and this is, I want to read the last little bit, where he says, um... Harry walked slowly back to Gryffindor Tower, lost in thought about Snape and Crouch and what it all meant. Why was Crouch pretending to be ill if he could manage to get to Hogwarts when he wanted to? What did he think Snape was concealing in his office? And Moody thought he, Harry, ought to be an R. Interesting idea. But somehow Harry thought as he got quietly into his four-poster ten minutes later, the egg in the cloak now safely back in his trunk, he thought he'd like to check out how scarred the rest of them were yep. before he chose it as a career. So he's thinking the same thing you thought. How can Barty Crouch be so sick one moment, but and then... Snooping around the castle. Well enough to be... Yeah. Like, that doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense. Unless he's deep, deep undercover. Dun, dun, dun. But if he's deep, deep undercover, what is he looking for in Snape's office? There you go. He's part of the Ministry of, of... Magic. Yeah, but what? which office was he again? Department of something, 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 something. Isn't it magical cooperation or magical... Yeah. International magical cooperation? Something like that. Barty Crouch. Head of Department of Magical Law Enforcement, and the, and afterwards, Head of Department of International Magical Cooperation. 
Okay, so he's part of magical law enforcement. He was. Was. Until 1981. Interesting how that works out. So... He was part of magical law enforcement. Mm. Now he's part of the international cooperation and whatever. Magical cooperation, yeah. Yeah. But why would he be snooping? That's not part of international magical cooperation. But it definitely fits law enforcement. Yeah. A suspect of something. Well, especially since we saw him talking to Igor Karkaroff. Snape. Talking to Igor Karkaroff. And pretending to be not in the know yeah is difficult <laughs> yeah but i mean like think about it for a second no i know i know but i know we but pretend as if we know nothing i love it we pretend but we do that for anyone who may be following along yes we know things we, <laughs> we quiz and we know things mm-hmm. um what if he's sliding back into what if Snape is sliding back? No. I meant Barty. What mm-hmm. if Barty is sliding back into his law enforcement thing and knows that there is some sort of connection between Igor Karkaroff and Snape? Like, yes. what if he's investigating that? But why would he tell everybody else that he's sick if he's investigating something? Is he investigating it off the books? Or on top of what he's doing? What if he never really left law enforcement? But what does that mean for Snape if he never left law enforcement and he's looking into Snape? True. Big spice. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to figure out what's going on. Unless you already know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. True. Well, that's that. I'm not sure how long this was. I don't think it was that long. Was that long? It really wasn't that long. That's okay. Have have a short one. To get we you had into, a really really long one last time. To get you into a long weekend because this is going to be Fridays. Yes. And then Memorial Day. <gasps> yes. Short podcast into a long weekend for you. Mana. Why, why with an M? Mana. Because I do that all the time. Well, why not? Da-da. No, because I because I go mana. Just end it. That's for end you, it. baby. And oh no, end it. <laughs> Disgusting. Whatever. Not actually, but just end it. Yeah. <laughs> he he loves when I'm in there. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, we're done. Yes. That's the end of the chapter. Yes. We already talked about things that we might want to keep an eye on. Yes. Um. Well, and this is the second time. I do want to point out. This is the second time a professor has seen the map and taken it from Harry or asked to take it from Harry. The first one was Lupin last year where Lupin was like, oh, this map, um, it would be dangerous in the hands of the wrong person. I'm going to take this Potter. And he pretended like he didn't know what it was. Mm. Lupin was one of the people who helped create it. And we know that he used it to look for Wormtail, a.k.a. Peter Pettigrew. And then he ended up giving it back to Harry. Now we have another teacher in the same position, Mm -hmm. Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, who has once again taken it from Harry. 
or found it and then asked to to keep it. So what is his thing on wanting to keep it? Well, the thing is, let me me put it to you this way, right? No spoilers. Let's say you had no connection whatsoever to the map and no use for the map. Yeah. But you came across it as a, a teacher of defense against the dark arts. Wouldn't you want to study it? That's some cool bit of magic. Yeah. He didn't even, even ask where it was made or anything. He yeah. was just like, this is cool. What is it? Because the thing is, is that even if, like, um, you understand the magic behind it, it's still cool to see it in practice. Yeah. Because all it is is what? Uh, uh, a piece of parchment, a magical parchment that has the Has been enchanted. Yeah, but it's been enchanted seven ways to Sunday to show everybody. I think it's just called a homunculus charm. Is it? Yeah, was the charm that when cast onto a map would enable its possessor to track the movements of every person in that mapped area through labeled dots that moved around the parchment. The homunculus charm. But it was also then charmed to have... If you didn't know the password, to not even well, display that, anything like for you. probably like a very simple charm that has some kind and of... And to insult you. Yes. That kind of had some kind of, like, fail-safe that if you tried, you would be insulted. Or it wouldn't show you anything at all. Um, yeah. And that you had to have another charm to... I think it was specifically charmed to insult Snake if he ever found it. Because he was sort of the antithesis to what the yeah. powers were. Yeah. Trying to find them or trying to get them expelled. You know. Get closer to the micro. Yes. But that... So I, I would not say it's impossible to say that. It wasn't even... It wasn't even charmed to insult everyone. It was charmed specifically to insult Snape if he ever found it. True. I would not put it past them. Yeah. So yeah. But I just wanted to point that out. And again, a teacher, a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, saves Harry... From Professor Snape. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And Harry likes them both, and and they like Harry, which is a common factor as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. There's always a good old JK, her writing, she just likes to point out again that there is another Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in the same situation as the first one who does the same exact thing. Yes. Like, why does everybody feel the need to protect Harry from Snape? I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. Also, for the people who know how this book ends, if you remember the whole, um, the person who yells at the end of the movie for this one, we are 100% playing an audio clip of it so you can cry with us. Well, that just ruined my day. Thanks. What's going to happen? I'm going to get the clip tonight. Stop We're not swinging. That far away from it. Why? I'm keeping my mouth like fairly in front of the mic. What? No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I literally am. I'm making sure my head doesn't turn very much. <sighs> not you. Whatever, dude. We're going to have to have a talk about... You know what? We're going to have a talk. Man. Man. Okay, okay, we're done. Yes, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Love you, bye. Have a good weekend. Yay! Yay. Extra week, extra day for everyone oh, in I the said, U.S. Yeah, I was going to say, I said, like, Memorial Weekend as if, like, Memorial Day weekend. So, like, that's globally. It's not. It's if not. If you're not in the U.S., I'm sorry. 
well if you're in the uk maybe you have a bank holiday like you guys always have bank holidays yeah bank is a thing it, no they do because we work for company we work for companies that have um uk subsidiaries and deal with the uk in general and they have like bank holidays all the time fair enough so you might have it off too anyway maybe and, you do and if you don't we we love you anyway yes have a normal weekend that's very lovely yay yes okay love you bye love you bye